Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. My brothers and sisters in Christ join us every Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. Mauricio, how's it going, man? It's been a long time. I've been trying to get you on. Finally, you're here. I try to get away, man, but you're persistent. <laughs> yes, that's what my <laughs> wife says. That's why I married. That's why. That's why I married you, is because you're very persistent. I was like, I'll take it. That's fine. Hey, that's uh, that can be a virtue all in itself. Exactly. Just a little wet their whistle, so to speak. Why are you here? Why am I here? <laughs> well, that's, that's a, a, <laughs> a very deep <laughs> question. I've been in ministry in the church for a little bit over twenty years. Uh, eight of those have been um, as a full-time employee, whether it's a, a Catholic nonprofit or, or a parish. Um, I have a master's in theology, which, in, I mean, it can be a good thing, a bad thing, depending on how you look yeah. at it. Um, um, but, you know, essentially, I just, uh, uh, I love Christ, I love the church, and uh, whatever it is that we've been doing for the past, you know, 30, 40 years, uh, I don't think it's working. Um, and that's uh, including the 20 years that I've been in ministry. Uh, Rookie thing, mistake right there. That's I how know, you can well, translate. No, I still do was that. was not though. expecting I the cable. I still do that, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> especially the, uh, you know, the uh, including the 20 years that I've been in ministry, right? Like, uh, I guess I've done the status quo, and I can tell you the status quo is not working. So one of the things that, uh, that now I'm transitioning into is, trying something else, you know, trying something different. And you didn't say where you went, but you went to Franciscan University, right? Yes, I did. I don't know what it is about the water or the atmosphere, wherever something's in there because Matt <laughs> Frad, Trent Horn, like so many people have gone or have uh, connections to Franciscan University. So many, well, at least in the podcasting or the, the Catholic media world, for some reason, speakers and authors and teachers and scott hahn it's like so many stuff so tell us a little bit about uh i know you're a fan of scott hahn am i correct yeah 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 um i, I think that's probably why you know but yeah. the scott hahn is uh, it's a big pull for the university um and um you know but now it's not only him it's uh you know bob rice uh john bergsma i mean these are i mean these are people that like like you say these are names that you hear over and over again in the catholic world um, and especially, you know, like the younger generation that's coming up and younger, yeah. like, quote unquote, <laughs> because, you know, I guess we're like, you know, late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. Um, but I think we just uh, we looked up to these people and, uh, you know, that I know that for a fact, that's what moved me to go there. Um, so it's, uh, uh, you know, it's been a journey. Uh, that's uh, that's what it is. And uh, it, it's not the, wa uh, the water, I, I would just say it's, uh, it's orthodoxy, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, well, there you go. Uh, yeah. We're just, uh, we're hungry for the truth. But you're not going to hear anything weird out of context. Uh, and and let, let, me, let me explain that uh, real quick. Because um, you can pick up any book. I mean, you can, you, you, I mean, you can go to Amazon and buy anything, like anything, like, you know, uh, just type in Christology and you're going to be, and you can even type in Catholic Christology and you're yeah. going to get a bunch of different options. Bunch of those are not actually, f like, you know, fully faithful to the Catholic Church, church right? Uh, it might be very, very confusing, uh, even from big, big theologians, you know? Wow, yeah. Um, so, so you're not going to 
You're not going to hear things like, well, God, he's a, the human form was like a costume he, he put on. He, you're not going to hear stuff like that. I mean, you, you hear it, but then you hear it in yeah. the sense of like, uh, and then, you know, the, the explanation of why this is wrong, right? And then, uh, uh, so uh, there's a lot of uh, Thomistic philosophy, yeah. a lot of going back to the church fathers and stuff like that, uh, that you don't tend to, f to really find in other places. Yeah. You know, there's like sprinkles of the, uh, stuff like that. Uh, in, in in other more, I guess, liberal schools, uh, but in Franciscan, whenever you hear stuff like that, it's in it's to to make you more of a critical thinker and and not to here. Let me give you all the options, and then you figure it out. It's like well, uh, that's that has never been the church. You know, whenever you think about it, the past two uh, two thousand years, uh, the church hasn't really been the the kind of uh, it's like let's put all these ideas out there, and then you guys figure out like make up your own mind. Yeah. Um, but then th that completely defeats the purpose of the magisterium, for example, right? So. Yeah, sola theology, something like that, like almost similar to that. I'm glad to have you on here. And again, I'm a huge fan of Scott Han Solo. That's what they call him, the American Pope. I'm just kidding. No, he's not. I read. Did you read that? That's another story. But I read a book. So I was like, he's he's a, a far uh, right. He's a uh, he's the American Pope. It was a book. Somebody critical of Scott Han. And anyway, dare I say, not it's similar to Alexio Divina, kind of. I don't want to. You know, I'm not putting Jordan. Peterson, I love him. I'm not putting him on a, you know, let's let's do Lexio Divina on his words. None of the, nothing like that. No, no heresy, but like we're gonna go through one of the Daily Wires put out this amazing series. They're still going through it weekly on Exodus, based off of Jordan Peterson's famous, I think over millions and millions of views on YouTube, the series he did on the book of Genesis, which helped a lot of people realize that the bible is not all oh, just a, you know it, it's it's fairy tales and it's that it's like it's not science and you know all the hate and he made even people that aren't religious kind of like say hey there's something to the bible you know there, there's something here and he's coming it from a, a non he's not a christian you know he's not at least yet but he's getting people to realize that and we're going to go through their new series on the exodus him dennis prager a bunch of other scholars are on there and they just read the book, the first two chapters. And so I thought that we'd play a few clips and give our thoughts and reactions to this wonderful series that I would advise everyone to check it out. Even if you're not religious, it's very intellectual. And me, I am not that intellectual. Like, yeah, if it's a random person on the street, yes. But again, that's not saying much. But I have you here to kind of give us that good um, theology with the master's degree. Because I love apologetics. Um, I've listened to not just Han Solo. I mean, Han Solo, there I said it. Not just Scott Han. <laughs> now I'm going to start saying that. Uh, not just Scott Han, but some of my other one um, from Notre Dame, I believe. He teaches um, Alistair McIntyre, I think. I think he's in Notre Dame. I like him. Um, he's the other one. There, there's a bunch Brand of Petrie. Oh, yeah. Brand Petrie does a lot mm. of beautiful stuff, especially on the v Blessed Virgin Mary. So there's a lot of these guys, Alistair McIntyre, Carl Keating, who's he almost started. I think he's the one who started Catholic Answers. There's just so many people, of course, uh, St. John Paul II and all these in Thomism. I'm really big into Thomism and I think it's wonderful. So I'm glad to have someone like you here. And I think that's why I was like getting a little nervous <laughs> nah. because 
I, I can go back and forth in a random barbecue and like, oh, I'm so, I'm so philosophical <laughs> and theological. When I get around people like you, I'm like, oh man, they're gonna, they're like, this guy doesn't know anything. That's <laughs> like, it's, so it's kind of a little bit nervous. I don't want to play you up too much, even though you told <laughs> yeah. me exactly not to do that. You're like, don't play me up too much. I am not like them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, I, I really do think you're amazing and, and great. And that's why I've been trying to get you on here. And so let me see if I can somewhat stay in the, 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 the radius of, of you, but but uh, you were going to say something? The, I went the pastoral route, so I got my degree, and I've been, uh, you know, I've been working for the church on the pastoral side, like a more like ministry side, I guess. Uh, and, like my insights tend to be more uh, on the practical application than than other things. So, but hey, let's give it a try. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, that, I think we need that practicality. So let's let's dive right in. It's like over two hours, so we're not going to get through the whole thing, obviously. But some things that just stuck out tickled my ear, I guess. And I was like, you know, this is interesting. I kind of want to have somebody on to talk about this. So again, this is from the Exodus series, head by Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Patrimony of Jacob, who had a good relationship with the power structure in Egypt, but he dies and his the generation after him dies and relationships between the Israelites and the Egyptians become strained. Uh, just for all of your uh, edification in Jewish life, if there are 10 best known verses in the entire Torah, uh, a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph uh, is one of the 10. It summarizes the human condition of ingratitude perfectly. Joseph had uh, saved the Egyptians from starvation and the next uh, Pharaoh doesn't even know his name. But th this is, as I say, I, the human condition. Uh, we have forgotten our debts in America to Washington, Madison, Jefferson. Uh, it, it, this, and there arose a new generation in America who, who knew not Madison. Mm -hmm. you, you, that could be a perfect verse. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. Like straight off the back, that was Dennis Prager who wrote, he wrote commentaries on the book of Exodus. He's uh, very smart when it comes to the Hebrew and the Jewish culture. He's very Orthodox Jew knows a lot about stuff so it's good to get like um a, a orthodox jew in there there's of course christians and secular people on that panel and first what strikes me is what he said is ingratitude the ingratitude for getting our debts and that line that he says and there arose a new generation in america that knew not madison goes right back to the book of exodus and yeah, it showed what Joseph did, right? And of course, there's parallels from the Old Testament Joseph into the, the New Testament Joseph protecting the bread, right? The bread of life. There's all those those uh, typology, right? You can see the connections, but ungrateful, right? And I think our culture has a problem with that. I know even me, I fall into that. Like I take for granted that just the other day, I was thinking I was at mass and I was like, I literally just thought that in my head. I'm like, wow, thank you, God, for like, I'm in AC. <laughs> it's not hot. I didn't have to walk <laughs> three miles. You know, there's not some another religion going to kill me from walking here. And I'm like, thank you, God. I just remember saying that they're grateful. I really like what, what he said, right? It's like it's a summary of the human condition, right? Or uh, I think it's a uh, it's something that you see in everybody. It doesn't matter who you are you know, being thankful to God and then like you live in that, uh, you know, in that <laughs> yeah. sort of like a great consolations, yeah. right? Uh, but then eventually you get comfortable and then that, you know, that comfort like, you know, makes you forget where you came from. 
uh, and who God is and everything. And, 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 and typically, whenever we, we, we think about stuff like this or we look at stuff like this, we tend to think on the extreme, right? Mm. It's all like, look at, like, look at the left. You know, it's like, look at the Democrats. Look at the whatever. Look at the, at the far right. Like, you, you, can, you can start pointing out at the extremes, but the reality is that this happens to all of us. Now, how many times have we gone to bed, for example, uh, and, you know, we're upset, you know, we're upset that we had a bad day. It's like, well, guess what? You had a day, right? I mean, think about it. You actually were able to get to the night to be able to lay on your bed to, to what? To complain, right? So it's, uh, we, we tend <laughs> to be ungrateful yeah. about, like, even life itself. Um, now, on the cultural side, on the grand scale of things, it's like, yeah, as a culture, especially like, and it's not only the United States, this is happening everywhere, everywhere. The, the risk, and I know we talked uh, very briefly before we started uh, uh, recording, uh, the risk that we might run into whenever we hear stuff like this is that we end up politis- politicizing yeah. scripture, right? We ended up politicizing the Bible and we look at passages like this and instead of pointing us to Christ, it points us to mm. man, right? So so like, let's, let's look at Madison, right? It's like, yeah. uh, we forgot where we came from. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, get, I get the parallel, yeah. you know? I get that we're repeating history. Uh, but the history re- that, that we're repeating is not, because the whole point is not Joseph, whenever you think about it. Mm. The whole point is that they forgot sort of like allegory that they're forgetting. The, 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 uh, there, there's a forgetfulness of God. Uh, and because the cycle really is that whenever we turn our backs on God, we end up looking into, we end up turning. We're idol making machines. Towards. Yeah. Uh, Death and towards uh, um, uh, slavery, right? Uh, Because uh, the the consequences of sin is dead, right? Like the the, that's what we get. And sin, one of the consequences of sin is also uh, that we become enslaved to it. Mm. And that's that's the point of that passage, Mm -hmm. right? The point is that whenever we forget about where we come from, whenever we forget about the promises that God made to us, then we end up, you know, getting into the comfort that yeah. eventually turns into slavery and it eventually turns into death, which is exactly what happens to them, right? Uh, because the promise was not for them to go into Egypt and be comfortable in Egypt. Mm-hmm. The promise was that they would go into a promised land, right? Yeah. Uh, from, from Abraham. So it's like, well, like deep down, they actually forgot where they came where they came from and that's the point yeah good point yeah and we see that later on where even they complain like oh we wish we were back in slavery we Mm -hmm. had this and so like that turning away turning back turning away turning back it's all over and the scripture it's it's the like you said human nature and i love the, the great saint john paul ii when he talks about the gratitude it's like remember the past with gratitude live the present with enthusiasm looking forward to the future with confidence. And I love that. And I try to do that. I try and I fail horribly. Now, where, where, where does confidence come from, though? Like, as, as Christians, right? It's like, where does confidence come from? I mean, that's the, that's the whole virtue of hope, right? I mean, confidence should come from the hope. Like, hope 
in the promises that God made, right? It's like the, the Hebrews should have had the confidence that they were gonna, they were just passing through Egypt, right? Like they're going, to, you know, the, uh, they're, they're, they're going through a difficult time, God provides, but then they, they stayed with Pharaoh and they start seeing in Pharaoh uh, a replacement to what God had provided for them, right? Even if Joseph was at the second highest place in yeah. Egypt, uh, that's not where they were meant yeah. to be from the very beginning. Uh, so that confidence comes from, like, you know, from believing in the promises that God uh, makes to us. And we're not, meant to, we're not meant to be here, right? So in the case of the Hebrews, like, they were meant to go to the promised land. Uh, but in our case, we're not even meant for this life, right? So I would even say it's like, forget about Madison, you know, forget about Washington. It's like, who cares about them? And I know that we're in, the, I know that we're in America, and I know, I know what they did for this country. But as Catholics, it's like, this is not it. Yeah. Like, uh, not, even, not even the country that they started building, it, that's not it. The Constitution's not it. Uh, what, where we're going is to the ultimate promised land, right? Uh, to uh, to heaven, uh, we just stop believing, and because we stop believing, we still cling onto what Madison, what Washington, what Jefferson, and all of the you know um, everybody that came uh, uh, to uh, to build up this this great country. What they did, we keep going back to them. It's like, why don't you go back a little bit more? Go back thousands and thousands yeah. of years, uh, because these. Is not it. This is not what it was the, where we're supposed to end up. Uh, now, we can still be a pilgrim church, yeah. right? We can still go towards heaven and still have a great country. The problem is that when we just look to, like, what, 200 years back or whatever, how many yeah. years? Uh, 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 that shows us that we have forgotten the original promise. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, that's great because I... I Cause at first, it's not that I didn't know. I thought you were going one way. I was like, yeah, I agree. And I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, it's like, okay, I get it. It's like we're well. There's only one heresy that was named after a country, right? Americanism, right? It's the only country that has a heresy named after it. And yeah, uh, I think his point, Dennis Prager's point, was to like say is like we live in a culture that talks about rights, rights, and all this stuff, and they they live in the benefit of a Christian nation, definitely, while rejecting. You know, it's it's the they want the kingdom without Christ. But your point, it's empires fall. America does. I love America, but it doesn't have to be here, and it won't. The church will outlast it, and and it sucks to uh, not a defeatist mentality. But I'm like, you know what? I was thinking about that when I was like, no, this country's going down, and I was like, you know what? That's not where we're meant to be, right? Where it's almost like we're in Egypt or another. You know, it's not the promised land yet. Milk and honey. Uh, that's not here. We're like, we could still be pilgrims. And I think um, the main thing is I, I really like him a lot. He reminds me of Alistair McIntyre. I don't know why. Well, they're both similar to me, but um, Joseph Pieper, he has this book called On Hope, and he talks about hope in there a lot. And the the balance between uh, falling into presumption, where we can't presume, like, oh, I'm going to heaven, and the, you know, yeah, I'm no. going to the, you can't presumption, and then you can't fall into despair. Mm -hmm. That's what you can't do. And it's that hope. And and Joseph Pieper again, I think it's on hope. It's a great book, but I I see your point. Very yeah, good. Point. And and that hope actually moves us to build 
a better country. And uh, because uh, uh, even though we're walking towards heaven, we're not physically walking towards uh, uh, towards heaven, right? Uh, so we have to continuously grow up to the stature of Christ, right? And the way that we do that is by becoming good citizens. I mean, uh, but we need to make it. We need to make a, a distinction, though, because a, a a good Christian, a good Christian, a, a legitimate, faithful Christian, will be a good citizen. But a good citizen does not necessarily mean that they're going to be good Christians. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it's it's important for us to, to make that distinction because if we focus on our spiritual life, if we focus on the on the promises that God made us and and we have our sights on where we're supposed to be, where we're supposed to be going, uh, then that's going to make us be good uh, good citizens and we can build up this great country that we have. We're starting to see that, you know, as, as well. It's like, yeah, this whole, this, this whole craziness with the wokeness and, and, and everything, it doesn't seem to be working. Um, now, I don't think we're there as much as we are in the church. I think in the church we've already figured out that uh, that it's just not working at all. I mean, just uh, whenever you just look at the numbers, it's uh, yeah. they're, they're crazy. Walk right? into a church, yeah. Yeah, right. it's... it's uh, uh, yeah. So I, I think there's a lot more people waking up inside the church that... Uh, to the fact that whatever it is that we've been doing, the status quo is not working anymore. If we don't focus on the spiritual on the spiritual side, it will go down the drain oh, yeah. eventually. Uh, so we just tend to think of uh, you know, it's like, well, I can fix this. This is this is more fixable than fixing yeah. my spiritual life. Uh, so it's like, let me fix this first, and then I'll focus on this long term thing yeah. later. <laughs> and it's like, well, guess what? If you don't focus on the long on the on the long term thing now. Uh, it will eventually, this will, yeah. th- this country will eventually go down, which is sort of what the trend that we've been seeing, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we took God out of every, uh, we took God out of, uh, out of um, politics, out of schools, out of everywhere. Um, and um, which, which, by the way, it's not meant to be. It's like, oh, freedom of religion. Like, well, you can do it as long as you're in your home. Just be, just in your four wall, or only in church. I was like, no, 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 that's not, no. If you, if you could, if and you we have bought free, into yeah, it. And we, yeah, we did. We I did. mean, the, the the reality is that we bought into it. I yeah. mean, I remember growing up uh, that that's that's what I heard, right? It's Don't like, talk it's like, about faith, uh, talk, and it's yeah. like just just let everybody be their thing as long as they're not bothering you, as long as long yeah. as they let you do whatever you know, whatever it is that you want, just respect and whatever. Uh, it's like, well, guess what? Jesus did not get crucified for just you know being like. Uh, uh, letting people do whatever they wanted and like you know being super respectful or whatever he was respectful uh, but he was he was respectful to their to 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 their dying souls and and I think that's that's one of the things that we don't see uh, which it sort of ties uh, ties with the whole exodus thing right yeah um, there is a the worst thing that we can do is forget about people's spiritual life and when we do then guess what we go into slavery, yeah. uh, so uh, everything everything really ties uh, ties together. You know, people have asked me, and I'm always embarrassed by this, but people have commented on my courage for speaking up, so to speak. And I think you don't actually understand the situation. I'm not courageous in my speaking up. I'm more afraid of the alternative. And part of the reason for that was that when I was a clinician, and I spent thousands, tens of thousands of hours dealing with people's serious problems. One of the things I learned was, and I really learned this, was that you don't get away with anything 
And so you might think you can bend the fabric of reality and that you can treat people instrumentally and that you can bow to the tyrant without and violate your conscience without cost, but that is just not the case. The, the, you will pay the piper. When you pay, you might not even notice the causal connection between the sin and the payment. And one of the things you do in psychotherapy is people's lives take a twist and they go very badly wrong. And when you walk back through people's lives with them, you come to these choice points where you meet the devil at the crossroads and you find out that, well, you went left, let's say, and downhill when you should have gone right and uphill. And now you're paying the price for that. And you don't impose that as a therapist. You help people discover that or rediscover it because they often know at the time that they've made an error and then forget and then rationalize the forgetting and then, you know, and then multiply the lies. And so now what this kind of reminds me of is the Bible and, you know, whether it's like Noah does something bad, the Bible doesn't say Noah did this bad thing and it was bad or Abraham did this bad thing and it was bad. It doesn't really say it. It shows it though later on. And cause that's one complaint the secular people will say who, who are like, Oh, the yeah. Did you know that the Bible says this? And I was like, just because the Bible doesn't record something, just because the Bible records something down, that doesn't mean you do it. You know, people get that confused. It's like, well, this is this certain thing or phrases in the Bible. It's like, yeah, but it's not a literal instruction thing. Uh, the Bible could record someone doing something bad and just because it's recording it doesn't mean, oh, that means we do it. It shows later on the sin, you know, whether it's Abraham lying or deceiving or, or Noah, like it shows that consequent of the sin, the brokenness, it shows it down and going against your conscience. They talked about it's like, yeah, it's like also too, you got to be careful because you also have to have a formed conscience right because you'll hear that like well i'm following my conscience it's like well it has to be formed right mm -hmm. the, uh, oh man that uh, that one's difficult uh, because uh, yes uh, we we have to um we act according we have to we have to obey our conscience uh, period right uh, now uh, us as as catholics since the you know especially those that are uh, the, the ones that are trying to live out our baptism or baptismal vocation right uh, to lead others to Christ uh, one of the things that we have to do is you know uh, educate the ignorant right that's uh, a spiritual work of yeah. mercy people forget that um, though people so, forget that yeah so we have to we have to help our kids we have to help our spouses we have to help our you know our friends uh, we, we have to help them form their conscience right uh, ignorance is uh, ignorance is a bliss, right? It's like yeah. so I get the benefit of the doubt, yeah. and it's like well we have natural law, right? Yeah. And uh, so uh, natural law in itself uh, helps our conscience, right, to make the right decision. This is why people feel bad whenever they make a bad decision. They yeah. might not know why, but there's yeah. something in how like in in what they did that makes them uncomfortable. This is why the you know the, the people that are, are continuously sinning uh, like over the same thing, or obstinate sinners, right? Uh, that's why they sometimes get so defensive and so aggressive, you know, defending the defending their sin. It's not because uh, they're super comfortable. It's like oh, it was like well, I'm happy with whatever it is yeah. that I'm doing. Uh, so it's like I'm so happy that I don't care what you say. It's like well, guess what? I'm not even saying anything. Uh, but your conscience is, and I think that's one of the things that we that, that we forget uh, is that while we have to continuously be uh, informing to form our conscience, and we have to do that with others, uh, we can't forget that uh, natural law 
you know, there's it's, this is the law that God has written in 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 our in our own hearts. I don't want anybody thinking that it's like, well, uh, I've never been, I've never gone to school, I've never done anything, I've haven't even gone to a Bible study or anything. It's like, how do I know what's right and what's yeah. wrong? Uh, it's like if you're open to the truth, right? If you're if you're humble, uh, in, even if it's like a um, through natural means, right? Like maybe this is the, not the supernatural yeah. um, virtue of, uh, of of humility. Uh, but if you op- if you open up to the possibility that you might be wrong, uh, you know, through natural law, you would know. Yeah. Um, and and I, the one thing that he says, and and man, I wish I had better memory, that the consequence of the sin. Are gonna are gonna manifest yeah. whether you realize yes. that it's the consequence from that sin, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and his job is to help them to sort of discover or or uh, remember yeah. that it is essentially yeah. that that's, that, that, that it is them. a consequence, that's right? Psychology, like uh, you can't just give it to them; they have to realize it. But that tells you yeah. that he know they know, and that's what he's trying to say. Is like you know, people know. I mean, the yeah. reality is that we know. We just we just, um, it's easier for us to just, <laughs> just push it. Mauricio, well, what if my conscience says my young secretary, uh, you know, <laughs> she, God wants me to go with her versus my wife. <laughs> but no, that's true. That's very well, true. But that's not, uh, I would say uh, we, we got we to gotta remember that, you know, the, that as you know, human beings, we have three enemies, right? Mm-hmm. We have the devil, yeah. we have the, the flesh, and uh, and we have the world. Uh, what you would have to, like, what I would encourage you in that case, I, it, it would be like, well, <laughs> is it your conscience telling you, or is it your flesh, or is yeah. it, you know, or is it, or is it the devil? Like, uh, where is this coming from, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I and I think that's that's key because we do have to learn to recognize where the voices are coming from, right? Um, uh, Saint Ignatius of Loyola talked about the discernment of spirits, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and that, that and that would be like, a, and I wish we had the time to go uh, to go through it, but that's like a, a podcast all on its own, or one episode all on its mm-hmm. own. Uh, but we have to be able to, or we have to learn to discern those, uh, you know, the, to discern spirits. You know, is this coming? Is this coming from, uh, you know, from my flesh? Is it, is it coming from from the world? Is it coming from the devil? Um, and you know, and we have to learn to to listen to that voice deep down. Like yeah, it's, and, and it's, it's very difficult uh, because uh, ultimately it it puts you face to face with the reality that we that, that you're a sinner. You know, yeah. that, that, that I'm a sinner, and we don't like that. No, uh, we much rather think that everybody else is a sinner, and <laughs> yeah. I'm a good guy. And it's like, well, guess what? Good guys and bad guys, we're all sinners. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, but I, re- I really, really like what he said. Is that, yeah. You know, it's like uh, whether, whether we, we recognize it or not, and I think that's ultimately uh, what he's, what he's yeah. getting to. It's like whether you recognize it or it's not, like the consequences of your, of, of, yeah. of your sinfulness are eventually going to show up. Yeah. Um, you might not, oh, you uh, might not. What tie is this it. amateur hour? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> saying, no, you might not. I'm, Third strike, and then you're. No, uh, I'm. I'm uh, uh, <laughs> you're I'm like a, Jordan Peterson. He does his hands a lot. Have you ever seen Jordan Peterson? Like his hands are moving, flame around. Everywhere. I'm a catechist <laughs> at, at heart, so well, oh, I yeah. have to. There I have go. to move yeah, well, uh, whenever whenever I'm presenting. <laughs> 
so uh, I will just hold my hands. <laughs> Sit on your hands, Marcus. No, but you don't. Like, <laughs> like a like a five year old. Hands on your back. Hands on your back. That's what I tell my son when, when there's like we go into a, a shop, which is this is very bad, and, and there's like glass everywhere. I'm like, put your hands behind your back. But you know what though? It, even even with the church fathers talked about how they believe that even the the pagans could be just uh, uh, justly because of natural law, right? Like they're like, mm-hmm. well, even though they're pagans, they still know yeah, like the natural. Paul says yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, very, uh, very true. Something, again, I really learned from Jung, contra Freud in some real sense, is that, and contra Nietzsche, who believed that maybe we could create our own values, is that there's something within that is transcendent because it isn't only in you, it's in everyone in some fundamental and real sense, plus it's eternal in some fundamental and real sense, and it calls you on your misbehavior. But don't you think our culture is approaching a kind of crisis point? In other words, the postmodernists, everything's constructive, truth is not there, etc. There's no reality except what you make it. But of course, truth is always about something, as C.S. Lewis used to say, and what it's about is reality. Yeah, well, there's this insistence, and people on are going to post- hit the wall well, at point after point today on the post because there front, is reality. It's as if we're insisting that. There is nothing other than Towers of Babel. Mm-hmm. There isn't anything they're being built against or, or shielding us from. It's, it's just one Tower of Babel after another, and it can be. And I can't help but see a real tyrannical demand for power in that, because one of the things I've often wondered is, well, why are the constructivists, the radical constructivists, so insistent that there's no core human nature when, really, the, the evidence that there's a core human nature is pretty damn strong particularly perhaps if you think biologically. So why with why this insistence? And I can't help but think it's because, well, you want to remake people in the image of your ideology. And so you have to insist that they have no intrinsic nature. And so I think about like in, in the book Exodus, like it, it kind of reminds me of, of the Egyptians in a way could be that toward, towards the, the Hebrews kind of be like this postmodern, like, oh, forget the past. Like, you know, postmodernism likes to destroy things and doesn't really like to create. It's not a, it's almost like evil. Like it's, it's not a creative force. It just wants to destroy and forget about your old gods and, you know, all that stuff and Abraham and Jacob, like forget about that. Worship these new Egyptian 10 gods or whatever, you know, and it's like the people want to conform to that kind of like, we're talking about you forget that and it's very crazy because our culture has this this way of of subjective like your truth you always hear like oh that's my truth and i mean aristotle like in the metaphysics says like truth is like if you say something that is and it is not that's a falsehood right and if you say something that is and it is that's truth it's so simple but like that concept like what what do you mean like it's so right it's interesting with the, what happens with the Egyptians, right? So they have, uh, they have these false gods, right? Yeah. And, and God sends Moses uh, to, you know, liberate his people. Um, and they go through these ten plagues, right? And uh, one of the things that these ten plagues d- do is uh, they destroy ten yeah. of their deities, right? Uh, so essentially is, uh, um, let me show you how you have a false, a false god. Yeah. Right, so let me sh- let me show you the truth and the, uh, against your falsehood, uh, and it goes through uh, ten, right, uh, up up to the point where like you know the uh, you know Pharaoh is it, it's it's a figure of a god, right? Like he's supposed to be a god, and yeah. then he's like, well, guess what? Even though you're supposed to be God, uh, your son also dies, yeah. right? 
then at that point he gives in. Now, uh, he doesn't give in to the truth, and uh, and I think that's uh, that that's one of yeah. the interesting things because as soon as they leave, then he he's like, you know what? Never mind. Taxes. I'm, I'm taking it back. <laughs> I had my fingers crossed uh, the whole time. So and after all. Uh, he clearly he clearly, oh, yeah. clearly did yeah. not recognize the truth. Uh, and uh, two main things that I want the, the, that I want to get from this. Uh, one is that even with those ten plagues, even with those ten plagues, the Egyptians did not convert. Okay, so this is this is uh, to me this is very very important for us as Christians to realize and to accept. Christ even said it himself, right? Like the, the, the road to perdition is wide, right? Many are going to walk through it, right? Uh, the door to salvation is, uh, is narrow. It's small. Actually, many are going to try and not, uh, and, uh, and not many are actually going to go through it, right? So we see, this, uh, we see this parallel, right? It's like even when you're facing the truth, whenever you're facing Christ himself, who is the door, right? Uh, people are just not going to walk through it. And and this is not a this is not because God doesn't want to actually you know the the, the New Testament says that you know God wants every yeah. man to be saved. He desires so it, yeah. it is not a lack of desire from God, yeah. but it is a, a a lack of acceptance of the truth. And I think right now we're in a battle of um, uh, in culture uh, for truth, and at some point while we're still have to fight it we have to real, realize that we're not we if we fight it in their terms instead of yeah. uh, uh, through the ultimate objective reality who is god we're definitely gonna lose and that's what we're doing right now it's all like it, uh, it's it's really interesting to me that you know that there there are um, very devout catholics that want to have the arguments with uh, with uh, culture uh, through cultural means right and that's that can be good but it also can be very dangerous right it's like because at some point it's like guess what like if you do not present the ultimate the ultimate reality the ultimate truth that is christ yeah. uh, then you're failing if if we focus on uh, just on this just bear with me okay just just bear with oh, me I'm on this one because this I'm is this is gonna like, be oh, what's going <laughs> this, on this here is gonna be that, one of those that crazy look in your eyes <laughs> if we just focus on saving a baby's life right if we focus on making you know these these mothers that are uh, potentially going to have an abortion if we turn them into pro-lifers we think we're done Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If you turn like think about it, think about it. If you turn somebody uh, that was pro-choice to pro-life, you think you've made it. Yeah. But w- w- what makes you think that just because they're pro-lifers, now they have found uh, they have found Christ and, yeah. and they have found salvation? Uh, you can have pro-lifers, and we will have, and there have been pro-lifers. Uh, well can't guarantee it <laughs> but well they're secular pro-life they like the high the, the high likelihood because of christ's very own words that uh a lot of pro-lifers uh, can go to hell at least mm-hmm. it, that's that that's a reality mm-hmm. right uh, but we've 
again, we've, we, we've want to fight the cultural battle in the cultural realm, and we fail to see our baptismal vocation to evangelize the nations, to make disciples of all nations. So we end up, uh, we end up making pro-lifers instead of making disciples of Christ. Uh, so that's a, that's, that's a big, big, uh, a big risk uh, that we run whenever we, we get into this, this, uh, this, uh, this battle for truth, right? Uh, that we refuse to speak the highest truth of all, that is yeah, God, that go. is God himself. Um, and this is like going back to, uh, to Egypt. They, I mean, they had the signs. I mean, yeah. dear Lord, if today <laughs> somebody showed up yeah. and made 10 signs, you know, like yeah. those. Uh, it's deep fake. It's CGI. It's, it's, They're like, I don't believe uh, it. Yeah. Well, back then, like they, <laughs> yeah. didn't, they, they didn't have any of these exactly. things. And actually, you, you sort of had this, right? Like, you know, the yeah. magicians of the Egyptians, like trying to like replicate the yeah, miracles the or whatever. And stuff. Um, so, um, but ultimately, ultimately, even though they saw the signs, they still refused to see the truth. Some people are just not going to choose the truth, yeah. right? Because uh, that can be very, very frustrating, and it can be very, very painful. Uh, because then, what that what that does to us is like it's it sort of a, a uh, it becomes a uh, we start passing judgment onto ourselves, right? It's like I must be doing the uh, you know something wrong, and very likely it's like yes, you, you yeah. we are like there's a, yeah. oh, again yeah. twenty years of, oh, of, yeah. of pastoral ministry. Uh, I have no doubt <laughs> in my mind yeah. uh, that I've that, that that I've been doing it wrong. Um, but that doesn't mean that during those 20 years, God has not been doing it right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because God still produces uh, good fruit even through the, uh, through the miseries that I might offer. Um, but, but during those 20 years, uh, it, is, it, it is really difficult to start to see family that are maybe drifting away, and then they come back, and then they drift away. That's you know, hard. Friends and stuff like that. It's, it's very, very difficult. hard. Uh, but... Even though we don't forget about them and we continue the process or the work of evangelization, uh, we do have to give that uh, that uh, that yoke. Like we have to take off that yoke yeah. from us and then carry uh, and put on the yoke of Christ. Um, and it is lighter. And and the thing is that it is not. It's it's not only semantics. Um, when we realize that the work of conversion is not dependent on us but mm -hmm. on Christ, yeah. uh, then guess what? Guess what you're going to end up doing? You're yeah. going to end up talking about Christ, and that's what we're not doing. We're yeah. so frustrated with culture right now because yeah. we're trying to change culturals, uh, culture our, ourselves. We're trying to save our families ourselves. We're trying to save our, uh, save our friends ourselves. And that's why it's very, very, very frustrating. But whenever we realize that it's like, hey, I'm only, you know, like uh, like Paul says, where it's like, I planted uh, Apollo's waters or yeah. the other way around. It's like, but it is God who gives the growth. Yeah. When we realize that all I'm doing is I'm just a... Yeah. I'm not, can I just be the one who eats it? I don't <laughs> just want to eat it. That's it. Uh, I'm just an unprofitable <laughs> servant, like, oh, yeah. uh, like, uh, like Luke says, right? Uh, it's like, I just do what I've been told yeah. to do. And whenever you realize that that also applies to your family, that also applies to your friends, that also applies to your spouse, that also applies to your country, then at some point you just realize that what God has been asking us to yeah. do is to make disciples of all nations. And we're going to go and preach the ultimate truth, who is Christ. But it is way easier and way more um, appealing 
to go and to march and to you know to do all these all yeah. these things which i'm not saying that they're not necessary uh, or they're not needed because i don't think they're necessary they're useful but not necessary the only one who's necessary is christ if we put all that effort the same way that that, that moses uh, did right uh, moses's effort was to prove to the egyptians yeah. to prove to pharaoh that the that the god that was sending him mm-hmm. was the true god yeah. right so if we put all the effort that we put that we put on religious activism into actual evangelization the world would be completely different yeah. and i truly believe that and that's why i'm that's why i'm uh, taking a step back because like after 20 years i'm realizing that even within parishes pizza uh, parties stuff like that yeah it, it is and the songs and the music and stuff like that demystifying the church uh, and 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 i understand it i mean it's like i'm not uh, you know, uh, how did well, this say? program that we paid thousands, yeah, we paid thousands for this program, and it said that it's gonna make our numbers go. And, and I that. and I get it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's actually really funny that you mentioned it because yeah, uh, there's one particular program that I'm like, oh, I can't, I just can't, I just can't do it. Uh, but whenever you look at the, uh, whenever you look at statistics, right, uh, and um, Dynamic Catholic uh, says that 85 percent of uh, of um, of youth. Uh, leave the church mm. the first year of oh. college, right? 85%. Man. Well, kids, you're not going to college. On this time. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. 85? 85%. Okay. So uh, now here's my thing. Like whenever you run uh, some of these, you know, b- box ministry, uh, uh, you know, pre-packaged. ministry in a box, right? Yeah, pre-packaged. And they talk, to, they talk to you about like how successful they are and everything. You start surveying uh, some of these parishes and how they're using it, their success rate and stuff like that. And then you realize that 85% of the teens are, are actually like leaving the church. Then guess what? It's not working. Yeah. And it's like, and then you will always hear that success stories like, well, this parish is actually applying it properly, mm. uh, or they applying it exactly oh, like to the T. It's like, it. well, guess what? If 99% of your parishes are doing it wrong, then guess what? Your program in itself, it's already wrong, uh, because then you have you need to have a deeper training. You have to have like like so many other things that have to go with it. But whenever you have a success rate so low, then you have to question those uh, uh, um, uh, those programs. Uh, but the reality is that. The vast majority of programs are like that mm-hmm. uh, because they also don't operate in a vacuum. Yeah. And that's, an, that's another thing. So, so I'm not going to completely diss on these box ministry things uh, because, again, they're not in a vacuum. You know, the parishes that they're being run at, they're being run at, they're being run by, uh, by people that are well intended, that have like the, uh, that good hearts, uh, like legitimately yeah. like good people. Uh, but they just don't have the the capabilities to be able to 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 run it. Uh, but at some point, as a church, we need to stop and say, "Hey, you know, <laughs> what have we been doing for yeah. the past X amount of years?" Uh, and then you know, just just looking at the numbers and just saying, it's "Like this is clearly not working. This is just not working, right?" So. And I think that's uh, that's sort of what happened with the uh, with the Hebrews and in, in Egypt, right? Yeah. Uh, at yeah. some point, you know, God says, like, okay, uh, um, I can't ignore, you know, the plea, uh, you know, the the cries of my people. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, but at that point, it's like, you know, four hundred years. Uh, it, it sort of takes them to realize, it's like, okay, this is not it. 
I'm sorry, but if we cannot see the similarities to what's happening today, yeah, it's like, guess what? This is not it. And this is not something that just happened out of nowhere. This is not just like this new generation because this new generation, this young generation was made by the generation that came before, uh, uh, before us and then that one uh, before the other one. Uh, so this did not come out of nowhere. So... This whole thing has broken since way before. It's all the boomers' uh, fault. It's all the it's, baby boomers playing. No. <laughs> the reality is that it's been uh, it's been downgrading, yeah. and the, and the downgrade ultimately happens because we forget the promises that God made us, and we we forgot that we're not made for this. We yeah. wanted to make the greatest country in the world, mm-hmm. and by making the greatest country in the world, we forgot that we're not meant to make the greatest country in the yeah. world, but to but that we are in the process of getting to yeah. the greatest we are kingdom, on the way always the greatest on the way. kingdom in the in all of creation yeah. which is heaven right yeah well i mean on that note like i said um i hope you guys support me and mauricio's new parish program that is guaranteed <laughs> to get your numbers up in the youth now we're not doing that but yeah, yeah i'm gonna play the next clip but yeah it, it also reminds me just real quick to finish that little part off it reminds me of, of saint thomas aquinas his the truth right truth is the conformity of the mind to reality and it is a battle that we can definitely get lost in we could step on landmines and stuff like that so we do got to be careful and focus on in christ you probably know the story of wh orden coming to faith i mean he was a self-professed left-wing atheist and early in world war ii coming to take refuge in new york he would follow the documentaries weekly television and one weekend he went in to see the documentary on the siege of Poland and Nazi stormtroopers bayoneting women and children and it was in the Upper East Side a lot of Germans the war hadn't America hadn't declared war the German audience cried out kill them kill them egging on their own countrymen America was neutral and Auden sat there in five minutes he says I can't say this is absolutely wrong there are no absolutes that's old fashioned whatever's believe that. But then he said, I had to say there was an absolute if this was absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. And he said later, I left the cinema, a seeker after an unconditional absolute, and came to faith in God. Mm The only basis well, for there's it. something the, the very deep about the that too, because it could ease. Like one of the things I've come to realize about the symbol of the crucifix, and I'm just speaking psychologically here and not theologically, is that at the very least, what that symbol is is the it's the impetus among billions of people across two thousand years to look at the worst thing they could imagine. And of course, obviously, we, we believe, you know, that that is the worst thing that could imagine. But through a happy fault, as, as someone says, I wanted, can't remember, it was a church father, they call it the happy fall, right? Maybe it was Augustine or something like that. But the, the happy fault of the fall and, and the happy fault of, in a way, Christ dying, the worst thing in his crucifixion, we also get the Holy Spirit, we get God, we get you know, our, our brother, the, the, we get the church, we get the people, we get the good, we get, you know, of course, mixed in with the bad, right? Obviously Judas and even in the church, but out of that suffering and that horrible thing, good things come out of it. And what also struck me is C.S. Lewis talks about this in Mere Christianity about like, can we really, if we are really uh, moral relativists, can we really say what the Nazis did was evil? Or can we can just say, well, 
we don't like it. We don't like what they did, but can it be evil? And that's an interesting story about international law, right? Like that whole, like the Catholic Church helped that, right? Get the international law that where we can say, no, 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 this was evil objectively, right? Objectively, it was, it wasn't just, um, cause I think the Nazis try to say something like, well, this is just uh, spoils of war or this is just war, you know, victors of war. And the, the world was like, no, 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 this is evil, objectively evil, but if you live in a moral re- relativistic culture like we do now, you know what I mean? Like you can't defend that really, right? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, you just hear an abortion. I mean, that's uh, bottom line, the, the, the worst. Uh, there's, a, uh, there, there's a passage in the Bible, right? That's a, a verse in the Bible that says, uh, um, even, even if, if the mother was to forget about the child in her womb, my love for you will never pass, right? Uh, it, it's it's sort of like you know, even if that happens, right? Like if, it, it's sort of like that, like that, like scripture is telling us is like you know, like the most unthinkable thing that you can think of, right? Like which is a mother forgetting the, the you know the child in her womb, uh, like that's that's what's yeah. happening today, yeah. right? Sadly. So it's like we, we tend to think of, uh, you know, Hitler as being like the worst thing that, that, that anybody could do. But yeah. I would argue that it's like there's, there's no way that's the worst thing. Actually, the worst thing is to, ki- to kill millions of babies, yeah. you know, year after year. Uh, for what? Uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, think about it. For what? For a better career? I mean, it, it's, it's kind of crazy hearing some of these, uh, you know, Hollywood, uh, you know, uh, artist or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, actress. So this was the yeah. best thing. If it, if it, if it wasn't, wasn't, yeah. If it wasn't because I had an abortion, I could not have built up yeah. this career. It's like, yeah. okay. Wow, is that um, the ultimate? Like, I would have never had this straight to DVD movie career. Like, it's, what? It's not even the ultimate. Even if you do get the it, ultimate Oscar, that's and, not, and she did. Uh, yeah. But that's. I, I don't think that's the point, though. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean. It, you're not gonna take that Oscar, yeah. you know. Once you pass, like you're not gonna take Doesn't that Oscar. It's not gonna, it's not gonna help you in any way, shape, or form, right? Uh, so, uh, but we tend to think, you know, it's like, well, Hitler. What was Hitler trying to do? I mean, he was trying to expand his country. He was trying to take control or whatever. It's like, how is this? And and I understand that this is going to be super controversial, right? It's like, well, hold on, Kanye. <laughs> hold on, ye. Hold on, Kanye. Won't explain. <laughs> but what <laughs> what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is like, I'm in our own micro universes. Yeah, yeah no, I, I get it. In yeah. our own micro universes, I'm sorry, but if if I if I if if I make a choice like this. Uh, for my own benefit, mm-hmm. uh, in a in a micro sense, uh, it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, what is the, the what is the difference? Uh, and you can you can claim that the difference is that like, well, no, well, he killed millions of people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, well, I I get it. He kills he killed millions of people. Yeah, of course, yeah, um, terrible, yeah, terrible, yeah, evil, course, like it. ridiculously evil. Uh, of course, yeah. But again. In our own micro universe, yeah. if I am killing my own child to build up my career, then that is that that is a, a different kind of evil, but and an, an evil in itself. Uh, now, I do understand, and this is something that it, it has to be that it has to be said that a lot of these the, a lot of these couples that are that are making this choice, they're doing it out of ignorance, right? Like they've been told something yeah, different. I so believe that. I don't I think he's do. doing that. I, I think the evilness in, in Hitler is that he was doing it out of malice. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the difference 
and not in all of them, but the difference in a lot of the couples that are having abortions is that they're doing it out of ignorance. Yeah, I believe They've been that. told that there's not true, there, there, there's no human life and all this stuff. So, well, it's legal. Uh, it can't mean. It's yeah. legal, yeah. So it's legal. It's, it, there's really no human, there's no humanity, like whatever. It hasn't evolved into it or like, you know, grown into it or whatever. Um, but the fact that they're doing it out of ignorance is not, does not negate that the act in itself is evil. And it's like we just we're so afraid of speaking the truth, and you can speak the truth with uh, um, with mercy. You can uh, speak the truth in, in charity. You can speak the truth in uh, uh, in, in humility. Uh, you can you can do you you can speak the truth in 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 all these ways, but the truth in itself, guess what? It's still gonna hurt people. I mean, it's it, like uh, obviously if I'm. Uh, if I'm being uh, like ridiculously mean whenever I speak the of truth, course, yeah. uh, then uh, then that that's that's different, right? Like they might be rejecting the like the the truth that I speak might be rejected because of me and not mm-hmm. because of the truth itself. Ad hominem, kind of like, well, that guy, well, well, Mauricio, I, you know, he's talking about like we need to speak up more. It's like, well, you haven't heard the very very accurate highly reliable um saint francis quote that says uh preach the gospel at all times sometimes use words yeah <laughs> you haven't sure. heard that at all. <laughs> yeah. um uh, <laughs> the funny thing but he, there's no actual yeah, historical yeah, record exactly uh, so i was never like, saying that <laughs> i remember hearing this is a small thing and i, I was quickly i i was like all right god i'm, I'm sorry but it's like sometimes i could get nitpicky and so i, I at a, a homily uh, a priest said that. Well, Saint Francis is well known that he said, and he said that. And I was like, Oh my god! I was like, All right, sorry, God, it's not, it's all right, it's fine, it's not gonna kill no one. But then I was like, But then my mind's like, No, but it's gonna people are gonna be like the right way. But sometimes I've talked to people like, Man, come on, like, almost like help me out, like let's do. And they're like, No, no, you you can't say nothing. It's not. You gotta say. You gotta just let. You can't say nothing. If I just show them, and I was like, I get that, but in charity. Yeah, what you're saying, I, I get what you're talking about. And and the thing is, that, like speaking the truth and, and going back to the thing, and this is something that the direct, the director for catechesis says, right? Uh, like true evangelization actually happens, and, and I'm totally paraphrasing this. Uh, like you have to be, you you have to preach the good news in word and deed. Yeah. Like if you don't yeah. explicitly, and I, it, 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 yeah. uh, literally says this, if you don't explicitly. Uh, uh, use the name of Christ, or you yes. know, uh, if you don't speak His name, then then you're not actually doing mm. true catechesis, mm. true evangelization. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this this whole idea of like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna smile at people. It's like, well, okay, yeah. hate to break it to you, but uh, um, uh, you ever seen the Joker? The Joker smiled at a lot of people, killed a lot of people too. Cardinal McCarrick, oh, uh, he, you know he all, all these, all these, uh, all these uh, people yeah. that are very, that have been very corrupt, that have already, you know, been been proven guilty yeah. of, you know, doing the most atrocious things in the church. They smiled. Look at the pictures. Look yeah. at the videos. And those, that always strikes me as uh, as as odd because even winking. I don't know. Maybe that was a hint. <laughs> like we've been winking, training. We've been training yeah. people in ministry in the church to just smile. Yeah. Right? It's like just smile. It's like, and you know, and then we tell these stories about it you know it's like oh you know when i was going to catechesis when i was a kid i don't remember anything that my catechist said but i remember that my catechist was always great teeth. smiling great teeth and like you like, know and and she was so loving yeah and and, and 
that's good and, and dandy, but what a horrible catechist yeah. if you don't remember anything that she taught you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but it is just like if we have a problem with formation today, mm-hmm. is we is because we've had horrible catechesis. I mean, I've been teaching uh, adults for years, and I can tell you they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So guess what? That smile from you know for, from your catechist like 30 years ago, 40 years yeah. ago, uh, it really was for nothing if it if it turned you into an atheist. Wow, yeah. yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes uh, perfect sense. But That's, we just yeah. don't want to speak the truth anymore. We yeah. don't want to say that those things actually don't work without proclaiming the name of Christ. It's like we forget that the martyrs were actually martyred because of the name of Christ, right? Yeah. Uh, we forget that, you know, they, they, the, that the church for many years raised their lives for Christ. And right now, yeah. what do we do? It's like, just smile, you know. This yeah. the, the smile will solve everything, you know. Like like uh, like atheists or, or 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 people that are heavily anti-Christian cannot smile, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like like we, we we sort of feel like the uh, like a smile is the trait of a uh, the trait of a Christian. Yeah. It's like well, guess what? Like we we we're all made to smile. Yeah. You ever heard of uh, Saint Jerome? <laughs> Saint Teresa of Avila, you yeah. know, uh, Saint Padre Pio. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and that doesn't mean that they didn't smile. No, but, no, of course. Yeah. Uh, but Saint Nicholas when he punched Arian. I don't know. I hope that's true. I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but I hope it. I, I wanted to be true so much. Saint Nicholas, Christmas is coming up. 